is dead. Diane, I am holding in my hand a small box of chocolate buns. Hello, everyone. Welcome, hey. welcome to this week's ra ra Randy rendition of There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks. What's a Randy rendition? <laughs> what does that mean? We're naked. Are we naked? <gasps> oh my god, I'm naked! They can't tell. You did that magically. I did. You made me naked. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. We're your it. hosts. I'm Myrna. I'm Kate. What's up, guys? What's up? We love you. We are so happy you're here. We're celebrating happy here. the first episode post-Lynch with us. And post-Christmas. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say this is season two, episode eight. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys all had a merry fucking Christmas. And you're enjoying your Hanukkah if you're Jewish. I'm sure they did. And yeah. Kwan and Kwanzaa. Is Hanukkah But I'm pretty sure people who celebrate or... Kwanzaa usually celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah, too. Yeah, I think Kwanzaa's a cultural holiday. It's yeah, not like well, it's a like, religious holiday. Yeah, it's like you do both. Yeah. You do both. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really know, though. Ramadan happens around this time, or it doesn't happen at this time? Okay, cool. You're so. shaking your head, so I'm going to say That's like dozen. September, are there, October. Are there any uh, Islamic holidays that happen in the winter? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Well, have a I good day. <laughs> to our um, Islamic uh, followers. It seemed too hard. To <laughs> you your I just don't know how to, yeah. They still could, like, hang out with people on Christmas and have a great time. I don't know. We are uneducated. You know, I was a religion major, but Except I... Except for you! As a religion major, but I did not. I was studying I Judaism way more than I did. You and I had modern Islam together. Don't remember a single we, fucking thing. It was a lot about those. It was a lot about radical Islam. It was a lot about the writings of imams from like the various right. different sects. Yeah, and or like, it was and a lot Sufism. of you and me being like they're all saying the same thing. And Sufism and yeah. All right. right. Well, Sufism is very different. But anyway, we don't have to get into but that. But it's like about this isn't origins. this isn't there. We'll be drinking origins. recaps. Philosophies Islam. in Islam, okay? <laughs> Sorry. We'll do that another episode, but not right now. We've got more important things to deal with. Yes. Like, um, like saying that this is season two, episode eight, Drive with a Dead Girl. Drive with a Dead Girl. Yes. Um, you ready? Uh, so, yeah, this is this is the first episode. Mm -hmm. Season two, episode eight, Drive with a Dead Girl is the first episode. Uh, Post-Lynch, he yeah. left... From this moment on, in return for f returns for the finale. Oh, he does come back for the finale. Comes back. Why does he leave then? Is there like a tale behind this? I think he is like not. I think he has a creative differences with ABC. Essentially. Uh, okay. That I haven't read sense. that much into it, but I'm pretty sure that him and ABC I did not feel get like along. A lot of people have creative differences with David Lynch because he's so different. Probably, yeah. I see that. Who just said that? <laughs> An ABC exec? Yep. They came I don't know what the head of ABC was, name was back then, but uh, yeah, it's Ooh. possible. Ooh. Bert Callender. Like Marie Callender? No, like, yep, but the boy version. Bert Callender? Yeah, that was the name of the executive of ABC at the time. <laughs> Marie Callender, Bert Callender. Listen, <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of our 
signature drink. to that. Signature drink, the Laura Palmer. Cheers. Cheers. Which is uh, tea-infused bourbon with lemon juice or lemonade or whatever you'd like. Yes. And it tastes very much like an Arnold Palmer, but it's got bourbon in there. Uh, and that's about it. Rest in peace, Laura Palmer. It's delicious. Yes. And I'm sure Leland Palmer would drink it on the golf course. Oh, my God. We didn't even see that association until now. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. He would have gladly ordered Laura Palmer's. Anyway, Caitlin. Meredith. Do you want to get to recap in this business? Yeah, I do. Get this, get this show on the road for us, lady. Well, as usual. Actually, not as usual. We don't really pick up where we left off in the same fashion that we did before. We pick up, like, the morning after. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like some time has passed between this episode and the last episode. Like Leland, which went, is Leland, weird. Leland went to bed, or right. like just cleaned up murder all night. Right, but we didn't get to see that. Normally, I feel like we no, would see it's that. Disappointing. It's, this is maybe the most time that passed between episodes. I think. I in think this entire so. Series. I mean, we. I immediately at the beginning of this episode was like, "Oh, David Lynch is gone. This has to be the." Because well, I knew it was coming, but I wasn't sure when. And this episode, I was like, "Oh, it has to be this one." Even the exterior shot. So, like, the, almost the very first thing we see is an exterior shot of the Palmer house, and that never happened. That never happened. I've never. Se- I feel like I've it never. It feels. This feels like a different show. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. But anyway, we still have the same characters, you guys, so <laughs> they're still doing stuff. Um, and when we wake up at Laura Palmer's house, at the Palmer house. Yes. Uh, with Leland and Sarah, you know what happened there? Someone died? Golf. Golf happened there. Oh, lots of golf. Because Leland is hitting a bunch of balls around the house and having a good old time. Yeah. He he's is, just doing putting practice. He's enjoying it. Because he's going to go play golf later. Yes. Yeah. Um, and as he's doing that, Donna and James come over because they got to say goodbye to Maddie. You know, they know she's leaving and they want to give her proper goodbye, especially after spending the night hanging out at the roadhouse together. Who knows? We'll never know. If David Lynch was there, we'd know. Because he wouldn't have let that go away. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, it was weird that they like showed up. Yeah, I don't know. Sexy times together. I guess. And uh, Leland's like, well, I dropped her off at the bus station last night and you should have come by. You know, you missed out. And they're like, oh, we're bad friends. But really, he's a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't feel bad, Donna and James. Well, I know you guys are dumb, dumb. Listen. And you fuck up all the is, time. But. That is the bet. Like, Maddie kind of dug her own hole there by saying that she's leaving town. I mean, Leland pretty much had a shoe-in for a murder victim. No problems there. No Leland questions or Bob. asked. Leland or Bob. We haven't really clarified yet. Whatever. What's going on Either way, that. he, she was the perfect murder victim. It was the perfect murder. And then he played some golf. <laughs> um, oh, and then Leland's like, you know, you should write to her because she'd love to hear from you about what's going on in your lives. And by her, I mean me because, of course, I'm going to intersect all that mail. I'm guessing. That's, this that isn't what happened. This is what I'm throwing in there. That would be anyway. complicated. Well, he just, it's her apartment. I imagine it's empty. She lived there alone. Sure. He yeah. just go get the mailbox. Put mail forwarding somewhere. I mean, I don't know. That's what I would do if I was a serial killer. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we know that Bob is still living inside of him because he sees himself, he sees Bob in the mirror when he goes to see himself. Yep. And then he goes to get his golf bag out of the closet and we see a hand. Maddie's body has been soft. Stuffed into that golf bag. Yeah. But also, don't forget to mention that Sarah Palmer's totally fine. 
Yeah, exactly. So she passed out the night before and was weird. Which makes me feel like Sarah Palmer has some kind of, like, soothsayer thing going on. And she, like, comes in and out of consciousness. Well, and I... I, I he had to have drugged her of some kind. Maybe. Some or way. maybe she was just stupid drunk. I, I just feel like he had to have... I don't know. Because... Yeah, also, but she sees visions and stuff, but the, too. But she always seems kind of not well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think Sarah Palmer has, like, a pill or an alcohol yeah. problem? Some, either that would make either sense. it's her problem, like, you know, to her own volition, or it's... I mean, her daughter died, so if she's doing yeah. drugs, I'm not gonna... No. I'm not gonna spot it it's against fine. her, you know? I'm um, not sassing you, Sarah Palmer. Yeah, Sarah, you do you. Um, well, anyway, he takes this golf bag, which is way bigger than most golf bags, probably because it has a whole body in it. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no big deal. And, and he's like hauling it like, ugh, ugh. And he puts it in the trunk of his convertible, which I didn't know he had until up in this Yeah, point. it's the first time we've seen his car. And he puts the top down, and it is another beautiful day in Twin Peaks. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous outside there on the uh, Northwest Pacific, whatever that's called. Um... <laughs> Oh, now we're at the jail. Yeah. Who's in jail, Meredith? Is it Ben Horn? It's Ben Horn. He's in jail. What? Because they think he killed Lord Palmer. Or they think that maybe he has an idea of something to do with it. And Jerry shows up and Jerry's like, I'm going to be your lawyer. Because. And your brother. Because Leland is Craig. And like. And he's also been convicted of murder himself. Are they all lawyers? Apparently. I think Ben, Leland, and Jerry are all lawyers. I don't know if Ben is. But okay. I'm sure it's possible he has a law degree. Who knows anymore? I feel like that's the type of thing, if you just want to be, like, a money man, you become a lawyer. Yeah. If you want. Well, the problem here with Ben being arrested yeah. is that his alibi is that he was with Catherine the night that Laura died. And she's dead. Which is, one, an affair, and two, he killed her. So it's like a whole can of worms that he's yeah. like, I don't have an alibi. And Jerry's like, oh... That sucks. And then he gets all, like, weird and depressed. Like, like, Jerry jet sets around and goes wherever he wants and fucks all the women that he wants and has all this money and gets to eat as many baguettes and, and, and make ice cream. And, and then he lays down on the bed and is like, hey, remember when we had bunk beds? Let's go back to our childhood because I'm super sad. And then we go back to their childhood for a full 60 seconds in a really blurry fuzzy image of this girl dancing with a flashlight like flamenco style and these two nerdy nerd like the fat guy on uh, Mad Men but tiny versions watching her dance. Yeah. This is like their first sexual awakening was like this moment it seemed like. Meredith this is the moment where I knew David Lynch was gone because I was like this is somebody trying to be Lynchian and is losing it. Oh, yeah, no, it's insane. And we rewound it and rewatched it because I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, I, I kind of get why Jerry's sad. You know, he's got that bachelor life. That's fine. Why did we have to see 60 seconds <laughs> I don't know. of this really poorly shot flashback? I, I couldn't possibly tell you that. Anyway, so we move on from yeah, there. Yeah. We've resolved nothing from that scene. Uh, and we move on back to uh, the police station, and Lucy is coming in with another woman who has a baby who won't shut the fuck up. Gwen, her sister. No, exactly. It's Gwen, her sister. Um, and she immediately, as soon as she meets Hawk, and I have a feeling that Gwen does this with everybody. This is great, though. I, I mean, terrible, 
Terrible, but, but I great. Enjoyed it. But I have a feeling that Gwen is just this kind of person. As soon as she meets Hawk, she's like, "Oh, you're an Indian. You must really, really hate the white man for all they've done to you." And Hawk's like, "Some of my best friends are white." I love Which... that response. I was like, "Why would you say that?" But also at the same time, of course you would say that. Of course you would say that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a totally logical thing to say to the ridiculous question that Gwen is posing. Yeah. So at the moment you meet someone. I have to say... Who happens, who happens to be a white person. As much as I am saddened and disappointed by the disappearance of David Lynch, I'm really happy at the appearance of Gwen. Yeah, I'm into that. Good addition. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, also, what's her name from uh, Gilmore Girls? TJ. Oh, yeah. She's the... Um, she's Jess's dad. Jess's mom. mom. Jess's mom. Not... Maybe it's killing me that too. I can't... No. Uh, no. It's killing me that I can't... Sarah. It is... Luke... Sister, Nate, TJ, and Bonnie. No, TJ, Connie. No, TJ, TJ. Laura. No. Sarah. No. <laughs> I'm just saying names from this show. <laughs> you are. Marnie. No. Martha. Nope. Nicole. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I feel like we're close. Shenandler Bong. Okay. I feel um, very close, though. We could I'll just get, back get to the sh- research team together. I'm going to get back to you shortly. I mean, what are we even... We're not sending them home for Christmas, so... No. Uh, they don't get time off. Okay. Cooper and Truman, after we have our great introduction with Gwen, Cooper and Truman are leaving the Great Northern. Uh, and as they're leaving, they're, like, in the lobby. They see Leland dancing with his golf club. And then they tell Leland that they've arrested Ben for Laura's murder. And Leland's all like, oh no, that's terrible. And as they walk away, he turns around to cry. I'm using air quotations. And really he starts laughing because he's a murderer. And we all know it now. And then Cooper turns around because I think he smells something fishy going on. And he comes back uh, to see Leland cry laughing, but from behind... And uh, and he's like, listen, if you know anything about Ben the night that Laura's murdered, you can tell me. And Lulu's like, of course I will. And he's very sweaty. Yes. Her name's Liz. Liz. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was a name. <laughs> I knew it was a name. <laughs> I, knew was, I knew it was a name. Um, Why couldn't you give us that name fairies? Name fairies. Well, they give new names. They don't give names. We yeah, should I know. That's a different job. Um, then we have a zoom in. On a pair of number eight gloves. Yes. What are these gloves being used for? I have no idea. They're being used on Ben Horn because they're going to take uh, blood from him. I can assume for analysis against the evidence. Because I think there was, like, the killer's blood was on the scene. Yeah. Well, the towel. I'm guessing. The towel. And then the firewalk with me. So they're going to they're gonna match the blood types. Yeah. I wrote two sentences after this. That contradict each other, but also make a lot of sense in the context of this uh, situation. The first thing I wrote was, Jerry is all lawyery. And the second thing I wrote was, we learned that Jerry is a terrible lawyer. Because <laughs> who walks That makes in? exact sense, because he is he has bravado, yep. and he's got machismo, and he's yep. trying to lawyer the, the shit out of it. Yep. And as soon as the detectives and everyone walks out, and Cooper walked out of the, the interrogation room, yep. he says, as your lawyer, you need to get a better lawyer. Exactly. Well, because they said something to him like, oh, Jerry Horn, a lawyer who has been disbarred and banned from practicing law in these states. And he was like, yeah, you need a better lawyer. 
Um, they show Ben Horn Laura's diary, and Ben is all mad about it. And then uh, they leave Jerry and Ben alone. And Jerry says another line before he says you should get a better lawyer. He says a line that grammatically makes no sense, so I had to write it down. He said, your blood may have Laura's fingerprints on it. Yeah, no, that what? doesn't make no sense. That don't make no sense. Nope. You can't put your fingerprints on blood. Jerry. 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 Worst lawyer <laughs> of all time. This is why they need to just go ahead and settle Jerry. into that ice cream empire. <laughs> the real estate and the whorehouse and the lawyering is not working for no. these guys. So they just need to stick to ice cream. Yeah. Stick to what you know. Start franchising as soon as possible. Yeah, because this isn't working out for you very well. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we go, we cut to Bobby, who, remember, he got the tape out of the boot. Oh, I remember Bobby. Yeah, oh, of Being course you remember Bobby. <laughs> this wasn't my first time watching Twin Peaks, Caitlin. Here's the thing about Bobby, though, in this scene that's different than Bobby normally. Yes. I don't know if you remember our Bobby from before. Right. But he had like a... Leather jacket situation. Leather jacket. He had like a floppy, coiffed, boyish-like hair thing going on. Right. But in this scene, as he's listening to the tape that he's found, he's got like a Harley Davidson bandana on. This is not Bobby's style. I don't know where this bandana came from. Maybe part of his hair got cut wrong. I don't know. Maybe this is a wardrobe choice that just went awry. Barbie, Barbie, uh, Bobby, take the bandana off. Anyway, I got to start calling people by weird names. Pooper, Barbie. Anyway, um, so he listens to the tape and what he hears is a recording of Leo and Ben Horn talking about Leo burning down the mill. Yep. And I think he makes a copy of the tape and then writes a note to Ben and is like going to give it to him. Yeah, right? he's like. Hey, Ben, we need to talk. And then I think he leaves, like, a, a message that's a... Oh, basically, like, that he's going to blackmail him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then after he's done doing that, I assume he's at Shelly's house because she comes, like, storming in. Also, her house is under construction. I know it's been under construction this whole time. I don't know if we've mentioned this. It's kind of a have. weird thing. Okay. Well, anyway, he's hanging out in one of the rooms that, like, has unfinished walls. And she comes storming in. And she's like, he's doing it again. And she's covered in food. And I can only guess, because it isn't explained, that Leo has been spitting and throwing up again. Yes. And then they proceed to make out while she is covered in vomit. Yeah. And she's like, I'd really like it if maybe you did one of these things once in a while. And he's like, yeah, I've got some blackmailing to do. do but he's getting, he gets aroused because now they're going to have money because they're going to blackmail the richest man in the, in the city. <sighs> so he's getting off on that and they're going to start making out. Sinister plans of Shelly and Bobby aside. Yes. I was into the idea of the Palmers and Maddie having a threesome, right? Oh, I know. I'm totally cool with Pirate Lady and her weird sexual fetishes. In fact, she's my fave. Yes. I'm fine with all of the, the, the whorehouse business and the incest between Audrey and Ben. Like, I believe all of that and I'm on board with it. Why are these people making out when she's covered in vomit? I, I don't know. I'm not on board with this. <laughs> this is not okay. Nope. I don't like it. I don't like it one pick. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Money talks, Caitlin. We Money cut away talks. from that disgusting image. And we're in the RR also, diner. Shelly's hair looked dry in that scene. Right? Everything is wrong. <laughs> Everything is wrong. Where is David Lynch? Everything has gone awry. 
He was there. He was there with a water gun spraying Shelly's hair. He was there making sure Bobby's hair was perfectly coiffed. He was there to bring in the threesome vibe music. He was there to stop the weird flashbacks when they lasted too long. He was there, and now he is gone. We'll miss you. And also Gordon Cole. All I know is that he's coming back for the reboot, so I am hanging on to this. I will get through this part of this season. I'm so excited. To get to him. It's fine. (laughs) I didn't even like him when I started, but now I'm, like, sold on the concept. But anyway, we go to the RR Diner. Guess who's coming to town, Meredith? Um, is it? Someone who we've never heard about ever. Brand new character. Is it someone? (laughs) Is it someone? Someone that works at the diner that they're related to? Relations? Oh my god, you know who it is. Just tell us. No, you tell us. We watched the same episode. You're the recapper here. You gotta tell me. It's Norma's mom, Meredith. Damn! Oh my god. What a reveal. You don't know Norma's mom. And she is like a nice version of the mom from Arrested Development, but not nice. Yes. Right? She's more of... She's more passive-aggressive. Less aggressive-aggressive. And more of a mother, a little bit. Yeah, but like she a mother... She at least looks like she cooks. She's more like my mom and less like your mom in that she says snide things <laughs> to like make right. you feel like shit. Right. Sorry, Mom. You're never going to listen to this, but <laughs> if you do, it's true. Anyway, um... She comes in, and the first thing she does is eat food off one of the customer's plates. Okay, against health code. I didn't notice that. Yeah, she was like, are you using real potatoes or powdered potatoes? And then she took food off the customer's plate to taste it for, like, mashed potatoes. And was like, hmm, they taste good. I'm surprised. They must have taught him something. Like, wow. I think she was referring to one of the cooks. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She's a bitch. <laughs> this woman is a grade A saucy ass bitch. Yeah, she's a wretch batch. She's yeah. a wretch batch. Yeah. Yeah, Norma has money. Who knew about this? I don't yeah. Know. This is brand new but information. But she made, you know, she made a woman of herself. She's a baller. Mm-hmm. Shot like, caller. No, I'm cool with Norma. Me and Norma are cool except for her terrible taste in men. Yeah. It's like me and Shelly. Me and Shelly are cool except for her vomit fetish. <laughs> <laughs> We're all good. Anyway, um, Norma's mom tells her that she's got a new husband and they're staying at the Great Northern. And then Norma sees something on a newspaper that's like Houston $1,000. I didn't get that. $1,000 Houston by three points. So it's like somewhat like a bookie. Okay. And where did she get that newspaper? She found it on the counter. Okay. That gives well, me she no was like cleaning at all. But well, fine. We so, can assume it's from the husband? The so new husband? That's what that, I think that's... So like knowing that her mom is rich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think she actually, I think that Norma actually thinks it's from Hank. Uh, okay. That's why she gets mad when she sees Hank again. Right. But it, but, to, like, to us at the audience, it could be her husband. True. Her new, her new husband who's in investment, investments. He's in investments? Okay. I, and his name's Ernie. Do you trust anyone who's in investments or in, like, do you, have you ever mentor, met anyone who's like, I'm a venture capitalist and you're like, oh, I inherently trust this human. Of course I don't. Uh, exactly. It's like men who wear wide lapel suits. I work in finance. I don't trust any of those motherfuckers. Good. <laughs> Keep that going. Well, anyway, after we get introduced to this brand new characters, we return to some good old oldie but goodies. And uh, Mike, since he 
lost consciousness yeah uh is resting at the great northern hotel he, there's yeah. a nurse nearby him there's also a police officer standing guard in the hallway uh-huh and uh he starts waking from his like sleep and he's like he's close he's close he's our bob uh he yeah he's our uh, bob our bob radar right yeah bob dar Bob Dar, yes. Mike, the Bob Dar. <laughs> he says that Bob is close. So he gets the nurse to go out to get him something or whatever. Then the police officer comes in and he knocks him out and runs away. Um, presuming to look for Bob of some kind, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but aren't the police helping him? This was confusing for me. Yeah, too. I don't know. I, this yeah. part I don't understand. I also don't understand, like, I don't running away if he's close like when you right. just like chill and wait until he shows up yeah i don't know i just <laughs> there's something like like everything was kind of held together loosely as it was right it's just unraveled even more well adding characters to the mix does not help no there were already <laughs> so many does not help at all okay anyway continue on um, okay, so back at the double art diner and Hank comes back to work and that's, that's where Norma confronts her, him and she's like real pissed about the uh, newspaper. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. But also like, here's the thing is I don't understand when they're arguing in this scene, right. they don't, I feel like she never explicitly addresses the newspaper and I don't feel like. He apologizes explicitly for it. It's like these weird, vague proclamations that they're, like, gonna do better. Also, (laughs) second question. You know how, like, her mom and new stepdad were gonna go to the hotel? Right, now all of a sudden her mom's cooking. Now her mom's making a pie. I don't... don't. Has time passed? Because I'm not prepared for that. I'm not prepared for the passage of time in this show. It's supposed to be, like, one moment to the next. Or... All the same moment. Or all the same moment happening, but uh, like, but we have to see them sequentially. Yes. Yes. I'm not prepared for her to go to the hotel, come back, and already be done making a pie. That is too much time that has gone by. I agree. Well, so Hank comes back, and Vivian like greets him and invites them to them both to dinner at the Double R Diner at the Great Northern uh, for dinner. So that's. That's the thing that's going to happen later on in fine, this episode. Fine, fine. Uh, so, can it happen next episode? Because I feel like timeline-wise it should. But it won't. I, I don't know. So, anyway, we're at the police station. Back at the police station. Pete Martell comes in. And he's hanging out with Truman. Yeah. And he's like, hey, guy, look at that woodpecker outside. But also, just Whoa. so you know... Speaking of woodpeckers, in your woodpecker, unfortunately, your woodpecker (laughs) is what you're trying to say. Speaking of y'all pecker and somebody who'll be bobbing up and down on it. Josie's gone. Josie's gone. And he's like, yeah, I know. I saw her when she was leaving. And he's like, oh, yeah. It's, she just left me a note. She didn't even say goodbye to me. She's like, he's like, yeah, I, he, I just happened to catch her as she was leaving with her assistant. And he's like, she ain't got no assistant. And he, then he describes him. Truman like, describes him oh, to Pete. And Pete's like, oh, that's his, her cousin. And and they're like, oh, shit. Someone is lying. Do you smell that? It smells like a fish in the percolator. Wait, what? <laughs> Do you Wait. not remember the fish in the percolator? It's like the second episode. 
where there's a fish oh in the Oh my god, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> who was putting fish in the percolator? Did I don't, we ever find out? I don't know who did. Probably Josie, but Pete is the one who made the coffee. So. You know what? I like what you just said better than what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I Sounds said, like some bullshit? No, I was going to say, do you smell that? It smells like pants on fire. <laughs> It smells a little smoky. Uh, but what you said was better. Anyway, so they're like, something not good is happening here. Uh-uh. So, something bad. Cooper comes in and interrupts this lovely conversation between the two bros. Whom? Cooper. Who? Pooper. Pooper? Pooper. Pooper? Comes in and interrupts the two Josie lovers. Because also Pete acknowledges that he loved her. Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming romantic love. But I I don't like like that. familial love. I didn't love that either. No. I I felt like that was not something that needed to be said. And Pete, no, you're too good for that. Pete loves Catherine. And Pete, but also like, if you don't love Catherine, you don't love anyone. Pete loves Catherine. But if he doesn't love Catherine, he's an asexual fisher. Yes. He doesn't. Agreed. You know? Yeah. He's fine with what he has, but he's not out looking for more. Right. <laughs> he's Right. He's a catch and release kind of guy. Yes. He's not bringing anything home. No. No. Absolutely not. So, anyway, um, so uh, Cooper comes in, interrupts, and says that Mike is Mike is missing. He ran out of the... He, he knocked out the the sheriff at the police station, the deputy at the, at the hotel. He's right. run away. Right. Uh, and those two leave... And mm. leave the station because they got to go find Philippe Gerard. Yeah. I got the name right. Good for you. Good for you. you Slash Mike. Uh, and then those as those two leave, Andy enters the police station. Mm-hmm. And he sees that Lucy's there and is returned and is holding a baby. And he's like, I didn't realize babies happened that fast. So he fainted. That was the fiest baby. <laughs> That baby happens so fast. I know that I now have super. I know that I didn't have spermies, but now I have super spermies, and I didn't think babies still grew that fast. Most spermies. <laughs> anyway, so uh, now Pete, since he's still in the police station, he hasn't left. He decided to go pay a visit to Ben. Yeah. And give him a little proposition. Yeah. And he starts to play a cassette tape with a message from. Catherine Martell, his what? wife, you know, his lady. Yeah. And Ben is very surprised that she's alive. He's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And obviously. I burned her. I burned that. <laughs> I burned that bitch. And so basically she's saying that she will testify that she was with him that night. Right. As long as she, the night of Laura's death. So that way he's not, you know, he's not going to. To be prosecuted. To the prisons. Uh, <laughs> to the prisons. If she if he signs over the deed for the new Ghostwood Estates as well as the mill to Catherine. Yeah, which means giving away like basically Everything all he of his earns. assets except basically for that one every- whore house he owns. And well, and the and the hotel. I don't think he says the hotel. She doesn't care about the hotel. Like she wants. Oh, I guess he would she still wants, have the hotel. She wants the ghost for the stage. She wants what okay. she wants what she had before back. Right. And so essentially, basically meaning that everything he had been doing, conniving and scheming, is useless now. And she fucking got at his balls and advice. And that's I fine. Love he doesn't it. deserve anything. He's good terrible. for you, Catherine. And so Ben is at. Pete leaves, and Ben's super pissed and has a pillow fight with himself. In the- yeah, Pete also is acting very strange in this scene. I don't care. I love it. This is okay. the only time. Cool. This is the only the only character of this episode that I thought was better than he was before. Was okay. Pete. 
And I, I know that he was your favorite minor character last episode. Again, I'm going to reveal my minor character this episode is Pete. Is it Pete? It's Pete. Your asexual fisherman? Yes. Catch and release. All right. Love that motherfucker. Listen, you do you, girl. So, we are going to go back and check in on Leland's. Got, still got a dead what girl. What the on, fuck is he up to? Still got a dead girl in his car. And he... In that golf bag. And he's just like having a... He's like driving Miss Daisy. but In I, his a, convertible. In his convertible. But he's Miss Daisy. And he's zigzagging. Zigzagging all over the world. Singing. Road, having a gay old time. Loving life. Loving life. And I'm just like, why would you drive like that if you have a dead person in your car? Oh my God. He really does. He so, of course, because of that, the, who, do you, who, who, who drives past him other than the dream team? Pooper and Poomin. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Sherlock and uh, Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pull him over, of course, and they, you know, they're like, He's like, I'm so sorry. My, I'm, I'm just really distraught Life about Ben. So stressful. I'm really sorry. Life. And Truman's like, uh, best to leave your troubles at the home, at uh, at home when driving, Leland. Yes. And <laughs> Leland, Le- and then Leland decides that he, uh, Leland recalls something about Ben, close to Laura's death, mentioning a diary, and then Cooper says, oh, men- Ben around. Laura's death mentioning a dairy. Dairy. Yeah. And then Cooper's like, Do you mean diary? And he's like, Oh, yeah. Maybe that's it. Uh, And then Cooper and Leland and Cooper are like, Leland's trying to be chummy with Cooper and he's like, Hey, you know, you really should come play golf with me sometime. You're doing so much to find out who killed my daughter. I have a fancy new iron. Do you want to see it? And he was about to fucking knock that motherfucker out. I that's what it looked like. I was like, Leland's gonna take out these the Pooper and Truman. What an idiot. also, you're right next to the golf course, and you can see people playing golf. He's next. on a rampage, man. This motherfucker is—he is. He's got a bloodlust that needs to be quenched. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. He's shit. sending everyone back to Montana. Well, luckily, Truman interrupts the situation and says to says to to Cooper that they found Gerard Mike uh, near the lake. Yeah, or the waterfall or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we need to go and get him. Uh, which is fine. So they leave. They leave Leland. They're like, you drive safe. Okay, get your shit together, Leland. Yeah. Uh, back at the police station now, Lucy is, uh, nursing Andy, trying to make him feel better. Oh, those two. And Gwen is getting super chatty, won't stop talking, and is just making jokes of everything. And then finally Andy, who's like the sweetest baby angel, baby Angela Merkel ever, says to her, will you shut up? And I'm like, this is, again, out of character. Yeah. But did you feel like, I feel like I said it out loud before Andy even said it. I was like, oh my God, shut up. And then Andy and Lucy both went, shut Shut up, up, Gwen. And I was like, oh, thank God. So they, so she kind of like steps away and then Andy's like, I want to talk to you about my spermies. Right. Like they were not working, but now they're fucking. Now they are Swimming upstream like salmon. They are fucking Michael Phelps of sperm. Lucy's like, oh, Andy. 
I like now she kind of has to tell him the truth that she was sleeping with someone else. Yeah. So I mean, it still could be Annie's baby. I don't know. It's gone now. It don't matter. But she must. But she seems pretty like adamant that that baby's hanging out with Maddie yeah. and Laura. Yeah. They all did. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the dream team brings Gerard or Mike, yeah. whatever one you want to call him in the scene, to Ben Horn to see how close Bob is. Right. Or if he is Bob. And he says no, but but Bob is very close to yes. Ben. Yes. Very close. Very close. And uh, Jerry's all like being lawyery in this season in this scene too. He's like, You better charge my client or let him go. Right. And Truman like calls his bluff. He's like, All right, you're Fine. being arrested for the murder of Laura Palmer. Fine. And Cooper is like, mm, maybe we should step outside Truman and like, mm, I don't know. Like, I did not like this scene. I didn't. So I'm going to get to it. Cool. So they step out and Cooper's like, I don't feel like we have the right guy. Right. Ben is not the murderer. Right. And Truman, but in fairness, I have to agree with Truman. He's like, look. I don't have time for this mumbo jumbo anymore. You, I respect you more than any police officer, detective, agent, whatever of anybody of any law enforcement in that I've ever met. But we have hard evidence against Truman. I mean, against Ben Horn. So we need to charge him. That's just the way it is. And I have to agree with him on this. But at the same time, Truman would never have questioned That's Cooper's what I'm judgment saying. in okay. a previous so- episode. He would have, if Cooper I'm doubted it. I'm not disagreeing with, yes, I'm not disagreeing with Truman's argument. I am on board with you. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I but I, but still, but it when, wasn't right. When did logic come to Twin Peaks? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, just now. We still fucking brought Mike to Ben. We still were thinking that to he's To sniff like, him. Yeah. <laughs> he sniffed him. Like a dog. So if that's what if that's still the person we're taking as a testimony against a person, then we shouldn't fucking be charging Ben Horn. Hard evidence? No. Ben Horn's also awful. So we could charge him with anything else. We know he owned a whorehouse. <laughs> I that mean, was, that was on the other side of the country. So then that's border. a that's a federal thing. What you know what? I can't. Okay. Anyway, just Coop, tell us what but Cooper next. steps down. Just tell Cooper's us. like, you're right, Truman. I'm going to trust your I, judgment. It's something also that I don't think Cooper would have done before. <laughs> I think Cooper would have been like, this is important. <laughs> this is what I believe in. I have certain beliefs anyway. that I think about when I do handstands. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of them. All right, so Norma and Hank are having dinner with the family. Oh, yeah. And Norma and her mother, Vivian, walk away. And we learn quickly that Ernie and Hank previously knew each other and that they were in jail together and that Ernie was called Ernie the Professor Niles. Apparently, what are he, the odds? Uh, that's, that is insane. What are the odds? Yeah, no. Another case of women with terrible taste in men. <laughs> Just, that's what this is. Well, apparently he seems like, he does seem honest, like he is trying to... I'm going to bet you. Yes. That Shelly and Norma are related by the end of this season, this series. All right. Because genetically, they behave the same. All right. Based on Norma's mom. Okay, actually, I have a suggestion. And so instead of 
instead of who killed Laura Palmer, because we can't do that anymore, sweeping proclamation. What is going to happen in the rest of the season? So that's one. That's yours. Yeah. Sweeping proclamation of the episode. Shelly is Norma's girl, is Norma's daughter. Got it. But she didn't know up until now. Okay. Got it. I like Sweeping it. proclamations. <laughs> That's the jingle that happened with that question. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, he seems like he is trying to be on the straight and narrow that he does care about her. But of yeah. course, he's going to con her out of money because like, also, <laughs> Hank is his son-in-law. So Hank is going to swin- get him to do what he fucking wants and blackmail oh, him. Hank. So I'm Hank sure. has yet to do anything really bad except shoot I know. Leo. I'm really kind of like annoyed that he's not doing shadier he's things. He's not. I mean, he started out like he was super shady sucking on that domino. But and, he's essentially. And he hasn't really done anything. Because he's essentially like Ben Hornet, right, is the godfather. Right. But, but um, Hank is. He's the hitman. He's the hitman. He's uh, the number uh, two. It was Leo and then it became Hank. But, he's but the, Hank is like. He's no, just but Hank was always ha- Hank was always in charge of Leo. Yeah, but Hank was in prison. I know, but I just mean like he was always higher up. Anyway, I know, but he's not doing. It. He's the worst criminal. Anyway, yeah. So Cooper, yes, is back at the hotel having a slice of pie and milk because he's adorable and he's shirtless and he's talking to Diane. Diane got a and shirt on. He says that he's very close to the answer. His chest is out. And then Audrey comes to visit Cooper. What, what? To talk to him. Hey, Audrey, how's it going? We she missed want, you. She wants him to know that she was at One-Eyed Jack's and she didn't give her bod to no one. No. But he knew that because he's like. He knows Audrey. I know you, Saving Audrey. herself for him. <laughs> but, you know, while they're having this, like, seductive dance with each other. Yeah. Cooper gets a call from the station and tells Audrey to, and, and all she, all he says to her is, Audrey, go to your room and lock the door. Room. Lock the door. Something not good happened. <gasps> Fuck. Ominous music So plays. you want to know what happened, though? Barely. Tell me what happened. While the dream team arrives at the lake, and who, who was there? Maddie's body! Laura Palmer, part due. Part two. Part two. Part two. Wait, but what is, what's going on with Maddie's body? She's dead. She's dead? Yeah, and she's got the same plastic wrap around her body. What? She's she's all blue and kind of dirty in the face. What? But she's got brown hair, so she's a Maddie part two. Laura part two. Maddie, Laura part two. And, but the thing is, too, now we know for sure Ben Horn is the murderer. Because he was in prison. Because he was in prison. We also can rule out Bobby, because Bobby was at uh, the roadhouse the night before when Cooper was there. Pooper. We can rule out Donna, James. Donna and James, because they were lady. also there. Log. Log lady. I don't know if there are any other subjects, but we can rule them out. Leo Truman. is brain dead. Yes. So. Julie Cruz on the stage. Julie Cruz is on stage. <laughs> uh, Harold Smith is dead. So really there's not a lot of options left. Nope. Pooper's going to figure this out. Pooper's got it. Where's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Where is where are they at? I don't know, but I told you I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible. I don't know. Anyway, what was Agent Cooper typing into his memo calculator, Caitlin? Sure. Um, today, this episode, Agent Cooper was typing into his memo calculator. He wants to get some golf clubs because he's really going to take Leland up on that offer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he was writing down a list of brands that he should check out. Exactly. Cool. 
Wilson. <laughs> Spalding. I don't know anymore. Me neither. Are those? I think those are tennis ones. I, was I don't know. Tennis, golf, white people sports, whatever. Um, Swimming, skiing, cricket. Uh huh. I think he because you know there's like a baby in the office now, and like two ladies, and like Audrey's a thing, and Andy had. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna look get his sperm checked as well. So he's oh yeah, wrote himself a little That's, note. That's true. <laughs> It's important for a man to know how many sperm he's shooting out of his penis. I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to go get a little checkup. Get a little. He could take care of that. Waka, waka, waka. Um, uh, That's the sound effect what, when they check your sperm. What, who's, who was your favorite minded character? Uh, I said it earlier, but I forgot. Well, my, I said mine, Pete. Oh, you said yours. Yes. I don't think you said yours. Gwen. Yeah, Gwen was great. Gwen was fun. Nice to see you, Liz. Nice to see you, Liz. You look great. You look amazing. Uh... Where did this episode jump the shark? Oh my god, the scene with the dancing. Yeah. Totally. Remember when we had bunk beds together? I don't know why Pete Wee Herman. But Jerry and Pete Wee Herman are kind of the same person. I, I, di- I agree with you, but I had a real problem with Cooper, or Truman, questioning Cooper. Ah, uh, I know. So, yes, I know. So I'm really, I mean, it seems like a natural evolution to the story, but it just... Doesn't no, seem natural, so I'm It doesn't gonna, fit I'm within that. this universe. Um, sweeping proclamation. I made mine. Shelly and Norma are going to be related. I made it. Sweeping procla- proclamation for Meredith. Um, yes. Donna's going to get pregnant. What? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Donna's a whore. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't forget to rate... Uh, and subscribe to this podcast. This also, one. subscribe to There Will Be Drinking, our mothership, our mothership podcast. podcast. Separate feed, totally different. You have to write. You have to Star Wars there. Rogue One coming out this Friday. Yes, next last Friday. Um, this will come. So, and so then, it's already out. Yes, yeah, you already. And then a couple weeks past that, we're doing a 2016 pop culture roundup, wrap up, cool. wrapping up the year, doing it. Favorite things of 2016. New guests, new, new fun, new sound effects. Get excited for 2017 because 2016 was a piece of shit. 2017, our podcast is going to be the same but better. But better. <laughs> it's like um, it's like when your mom pulls a denim jacket out of your closet from the 90s. And you're like, Mom, this denim jacket's amazing. And she's like, yeah, but it doesn't really fit and it has this hole. And so you take it and you put patches on it and you get it fit to you and then you get your smell on it. That's yes. what our podcast is going to do. Yes. All of those things. <laughs> um, next, uh, Follow us on Instagram at There Will Be Drinking. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TWBD podcast. Yep. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TWBD podcast. And email us your feels at TWBD podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Other than that, I think we've done. I think we did what we came here to do. We did what we came here to do. We accomplished some we things. We finished it. And I want to say to you guys, pie up your life. And pie have up a your damn life. fine cup of coffee. You enjoy that fucking coffee.